How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The OG of Jets podcasting and blogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts. Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year. I'm Brian Bassett. And with me, as always, are Josh Conrad and Travis Milton. The Jets just took down the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Josh, Travis, I'm going to start with you, Josh. You're our, you're our vibes guy, so... What are the vibes uh, on this? Vibes are good. On this post, yeah, on this post, uh, post game. Uh, I don't know, bliss. Like you have, you believed all week that they were going to win. I'm always very I did. cynical. So, so talk me about how you're feeling and tell me what what was it about this game that you felt so positive about? And Travis, you I, did too. To be clear, to be clear. Oh yeah, the full concoction. I felt like go back and listen last week, friends. I told you it's going to be way closer than people think. I think mm-hmm. everyone just assumed um, Eagles come into town, steamroll, um, going to run it down around the down the Jets' throat. This defense is elite. It is a top five unit in the NFL. Um, I think internally we've known that. I think the rest of the league has started to take notice. Um, just felt like the the Eagles are not going to be able to do what they want to do, and all of that. Obviously, my my good feelings were kind of going out the window when Sauce got sick late in the week, and we're down to four cornerbacks and. This now might be kind of a problem, um, but mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts just decided that the second part of the concoction was going to be um, that he was not going to adjust well to the defensive line push, um, kept trying to make hero throws, and the Jets secondary just balled out today. Um, every single guy, the Williams brothers, um, which they need a nickname, I feel like, at this the point. Flying gotta, Williams brothers. Nick- the Flying Williams we brothers. We need to nickname them up. The Qs. Uh, and so – 
Um, yeah, th- that was the second part. And the third part felt like if we can run the ball and just live within our means on offense, not try to make crazy plays, we could be in this at the end. And that's exactly what it was. Um, felt great. What a great team win. Um, good vibes. Vibes are, vibes are elite up here in New England. Right vibes now. are elite. Travis, you also were very hopeful, optimistic about this game and their ability to win. I'm always pretty cynical. So what were your, what, what, yeah, what made you think this was a beatable team? Uh, Two things. Uh, I mean, number one, I, I I might be the only person that any of us know that had faith in that secondary. Um, I I love Bryce Hall. I'm telling you, like everybody wants to like make him out to be a scrub. Um, but the fact of the matter is, dude would be a starting cornerback, maybe a number two, maybe not a number one on every team, but like the bulk of the the the, the teams in the NFL, he would probably be starting. So having him in a depth position uh like we talked last week is amazing and uh he locked it down i thought the secondary played great um one thing that uh i I bitched and moaned about last week uh was the you know us getting uh gashed by the you know the screenplays those running plays in the first half and i'm starting to see a trend going that you know we we've all talked about the slow starts to the 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 defense and i think a lot of people were we're going, oh, no, not again in in the Philly game. But what I'm seeing is, like, the the, the defensive front just wears the mm-hmm, teams mm-hmm. down. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like we are going to get, you know, gashed with those dink and dunks and, you know, the first half. I think of every game this year. But the thing about it is, come fourth quarter, you know, those guys are still fresh because of that rotation. They're still getting to the quarterback. And that's when they're really hitting home when it matters the most. And, you know, that's that's where uh, that's where all those turnovers came into play was because they were harassing the ever-loving shit out of uh, Jalen Hurts. Like mm-hmm. uh, Sanchez talked about it, like every single play he was back there running, he was outside the pocket, and it wasn't out of design. Like I know that they worked a couple of design plays into that, but that defensive front is just a beast and, you know, the – the, the the little stuff that we're complaining about, you know, probably needs to go by the wayside because it's it's helping set up, you know, when it matters most. And uh, that that was where my my uh, my confidence was coming from. Yeah. And I think you're right, too. Like, I mean, I, I understand that that Bryce Hall specifically, let's talk about him. Like, you know, he started zero games last year, zero games. He played in five, but he, but he started zero games. Obviously, there was you know some other mitigating circumstances there but like you know in prior to that in 2020 and 2021 started 24 games across those two seasons Mm -hmm. remember all 17 games rated fourth or fifth highest rated cornerback in in the league yeah and and i get why you put a player like him aside when you bring in a dj reed and i get why you put him aside when you bring in a sauce gardener but like there's still a place for this guy right and he's and so right to your point like uh uh-oh sauce and dj are out but, you know, thank God that they have a depth player like that. Like, you know, he started here in the days of Blake, uh, Bless Austin and Nate Hairston and, you know, all those guys that were playing at that time in that cornerback. And he's like the last remaining guy from that, you know, 2020 season. Um, so, yeah, I, I um, uh, you know, I, I like you, I think they've got depth where people don't expect it. And so, yeah, I think the Eagles didn't expect it. I think most, you know, the media and stuff didn't expect it. So I certainly didn't expect them to play as as well as they did yesterday. Um, and uh, Josh, you were talking about, you know, the defensive line and their ability to push. I mean, I think the whole idea of the rotation was much maligned, but we're seeing the mm-hmm. value in it, especially 
in a in a situation where you've got a, a quarterback who can run. And certainly they were putting more spies on on a, you know a mobile quarterback, which was great to see. I mean, especially on that last play of the game where I think Bryce Huff was the one who was spying on um uh he was spying on Hertz to kind of hold him in the pocket to make a throw. He had to make that hero throw, which obviously, you know, winning complete, almost an interception, almost a fourth interception of the game. Um so Ooh. so like that rotation seems to be working well. I see a lot of people putting on Twitter that, oh, you know, um, you know, Bryce Huff is the highest rated player. If you're looking at an expected points or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever advanced metrics on a per play basis. But at the same time, like, that's the thing, right? Like, do you, do you find a place for him to get, you know, twice the amount of reps that he's currently getting, or do you let him play that excellent role where he's clearly playing well? Like, what, what do you do with a yeah. Bryce Huff? I, I mean, it's a little bit of this, you know, the sum is greater than, you know, the, mm-hmm. the value of the individual parts. And so like the fact that it's working, don't, don't, don't mess with this. Like it's such a sweet place to be um, knowing that as two guys are coming in, two guys are going off almost every other play guys are just staying fresh. And so like, don't turn a strength into, you know, potentially a, <laughs> a non strength just by trying yeah. to force one guy um, in a little bit more. I know even a few weeks ago, we talked about this and talked it out. Um, when sauce is saying, Hey, let me, let me, you know, roll with the other team's number one wide receiver. And Travis explained why, like, that's, that's just a bad idea. It's, it, it's not the system. Like, don't, don't mess with the whole system just to try to get one better matchup, but give up three worse matchups. And so feels like this is really Jeff Ulbrich and that rotation, that D line room um, is just, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm watching a lot of other football teams and going, man, like there's probably three guys depth wise for us that could be starters and getting 60% of reps on almost any other defensive line. I know the mm-hmm. Eagles defensive line is incredible. The Niners, like there's a lot of them out there, but, um, hard to look past this Jets defensive line room right now and not feel like it's in the first or second best group in the um, in the entire league. Yeah, and I think you know it's it, they they play games like we saw yesterday against the Eagles or you know second half against the the Chiefs or whole game against the Bills um, and then you know they do things that hey you know the Cowboys are a good team you know maybe they're not going to be in the NFC Championship game but but they're still a very good team. And, uh, and then, you know, New England. Uh, so you have some games there where you're just like, what, what is going on here? Right. Like where they, ha- I think they were having some trouble finding their identity as it were, but at the same time, like it, it's clear. I mean, e- even in that New England game, I mean, they only let up what 15 points. So like, you know, it, 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 you can't, you can't really hang that on them. So, so, so yeah, I think this defense is certainly, People expected it to be good, but then, yeah, they kind of got out of kilter a little bit there when the offense was trying to figure itself out. Um, but now that the offense seems to be, uh, you know, giving some some solid and stable results, like that's only helping the defense. Obviously, the offense struggled a little bit yesterday. I mean, sh- certainly, you know, the Brees Hall touchdown at the end of the game, we'll get to that in a, in a minute. And a couple other plays were were good, but largely, you know, they were held out of the end zone the entire time. They they you know, were into the gold zone, but came away with a lot of field goals as opposed to uh, touchdowns. And you're playing a team like the Philadelphia Eagles. You expect you're going to have to get a lot more touchdowns than uh, than they did yesterday. Uh, so 
So Travis, when you think about the offense and, you know, specifically the line and the trouble that they're dealing with and Tippman goes out of the game and, you know, all, all the stuff that happened, like what, what were you seeing offensively? I mean, I think, you know, writ large offensive line is in a little bit of trouble. Zach Wilson, you know, played a great stewards or, you know, game managers game, whatever you want to call it. Um, didn't get the team in trouble. Didn't, you know, didn't cough up the ball. Um, so, so played well there, did enough to let them, you know, hang around. Um, but, but, you know, like what, what does this team need going forward, uh, with what they have, I guess is kind of what I'm asking. You know, uh, until we find out, uh, what's up with Tipman, Tipman, it didn't sound great. Um, the interior of the line is the biggest concern in my opinion. Um, the two guard positions are our very weak links. Uh, Schweitzer is not very good, um, Lake and Tomlinson has been a liability off and on for, a, you know, two seasons now. Uh, Max Mitchell, I thought, played pretty decent. But the biggest reason Max Mitchell played pretty decent was because on that right side, we were running two, three tight end sets a lot of the game, which is going to limit your ability downfield always. Um but what that does hopefully open up and we'll see more of, I know we saw more of it this past week, and I think that it's just going to keep uh, snowballing, is is more play action because, you know, that that that's a run set. With Brees Hall, you're immediately thinking run. Um, Garrett Wilson had some really good gains out of those uh, two and three tight end sets uh, against the Eagles. So, you know, there, there, there's good and bad to it, and, and I don't think that there's an answer on on the team uh, outside of Joe Tipman miraculously being fine, uh, but you know it's yeah. it's it's really tough. You can see that it it kind of uh, I, I call it imploding because it's it's all interior. You can just see that happening. You can see the edges getting set, but but the the divots and the line happening right there at the guards and collapsing right around Zach Wilson. But I will give Zach Wilson some more credit, which is weird because I've done this three weeks, four weeks in a row yeah. almost. Yeah. Um, he is getting the ball out way quicker, way sharper. Um, he is feeling he, – he's. you can see – I can almost see that he's like two weeks away from shit, like completely clicking yes. at, at like a, a good ceiling point for him. He's feeling the rush. He's getting the ball out quickly. He's understanding when he can uh, make his full read progressions when he when he doesn't need to. He's he's coming around a whole lot, and you know, and it speaks to the fact that you know there were no turnovers uh, yesterday, which is a, another miraculous thing um, out of him. So I, I can definitely see tangible progress each week, and I just yeah. hope that the offensive line doesn't start to stunt that growth. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and just to report, so Rich Semenya reported after the game um, on, on Sunday night that, you know, Tippman had a thigh injury that was you know, said during the game. But, you know, per Salah after the game, you know, from Rich Semenya, quote, could be out for a while. So, um, Fuck, so that means he's dead. Yeah, well, and then, and then <laughs> and and, yeah, that's true. Dead. In Salah speak, he's dead. He, he's actually dead. Um, so, no, he – then, then kind of was followed up late last night with um, Tippin is scheduled to have an MRI today, Monday, when we're taping this. So no word on that yesterday and the results of that MRI, but never good when a player has to go have an MRI. So 
I think we yeah, should think be I'm... expecting that he's going to be out for a while. And so the Jets, you know, I don't, I know I've said this in the past, they need to find answers within, but you know, how many, how many solid young interior linemen or, you know, just linemen players, uh, singing AVT, but he's playing tackle. Forgot that. Um, how many young linemen can you lose over the course of six games and not start to look outward and look for, you know, some veteran free agent or something like that. So uh, who knows what they're going to do. They've got the buy here. So if you're, if you're going to add a player, this is a great time to do it from free agency, give them a couple weeks, you know, hopefully they have some familiarity with the system or, you know, put them in a plug them into a situation where, uh, yeah, might might be better, but uh, I I should hope that the Jets and the GM will be out, you know, you know, doing all the scouting work that they've done and knowing who's available, you know, who could they bring in to help this organization. What what do you think from from the offense, Josh? Yeah, I you know everything everything Trav just said. Um, some marginal growth from Zach. Um, feeling like he's getting the ball to Garrett Wilson. I think I think I texted us our our chat. Um, during the game, I think after the first quarter, Garrett already had four targets, a couple handful of catches, and it felt like, all right, that's that's what we should be doing on eighty percent of our plays <laughs> is find Garrett or yeah. give the ball to Brees and just let those guys go do what they do, um, and and just stop trying to force the ball to Randall Cobb and um, you know, there's there's a lot of things I'm still not thrilled about, but um, feels like we found a little bit more of our identity that um. Zach seems more comfortable. Um, the reads are getting a little faster. Um, there's still moments. I mean, there was a there was a big third down in that fourth quarter after he had a decent pocket for a couple seconds. Randall Cobb on like a six yard slant right oh, yeah. in front of his face and just mm. didn't go to it, um, which is still super super frustrating. Um, that he's still missing a lot of obvious reads um, in year three um, in week six. And so, um, you know, there's, there's marginal growth. I do see some things that he seems like he's been willing to adjust to. Um, I'm wondering, you know, rumors or I don't know if Salah confirmed it in his post game or not that um, Aaron Rodgers had a headset and was kind of, you know, in the mix of communication. Maybe he's mm-hmm. talking to Zach a little bit. And so, you know, it could almost be series by series. It'd be interesting to go back and know um, yeah. wh- when Zach's picking up the phone. And then what does that next series look like? Because we are seeing some growth. Um, and he seems like maybe above everybody that he trusts Aaron Rodgers more than more than what everybody else is telling him. And so if Aaron's in the mix yeah. and that's keeping him in check, um, then that's a, that's to our, to our benefit. Obviously the offensive line's a major concern. Um you know, the Giants, I think last night called Justin Pugh from his real estate firm in Arizona to come play. So <laughs> it seems like, is this going to be Lyle Collins week? Is it going to be somebody else coming in? Like, I think he said in his, his Sunday night intro was Justin Pugh. And he said, right off the couch. went to university. And so it's going to be, it's going to be, um, you know, duct tape until we can maybe get some of these guys healthy. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Garrett Wilson saw 12 targets last night. You know, certainly it wasn't like, you know, the most electric game. He had eight catches for, for 90 yards, but 12 targets on 33 attempts by Zach Wilson, which is a good for a 36% um, target share, which is, that's meaty. Like that's a, that's like Devonte Adams level target share. Right. So like, or, or, you know, Andre Hopkins in his prime, right. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins in his prime. So like, that's the sort of thing that we want to see. And we need to see, like, even if you can't put it on him every time, um, you've got to get the ball there because you've got to hold defense away from everything else to Garrett Wilson so that you can free up, you know, a Brees Hall. Like, I understand a lot of people, you know, talking your front to back or front back to front. Um, you know, Brees Hall's a great player. The line is truly suffering. And I get that, you know, they're not going to have the same amount of time that they've had with some of their, you know, kind of the the, the version we saw a couple weeks ago with ABT and Dittman. Uh, they're not going to have that. You've got to get the ball out quick. You've got to get it to Garrett Wilson because if you don't do that, then, you know, the linebackers are just going to creep up. And so like, you know, there's this balancing act that they're going to have to do. And so if you make a team respect Garrett Wilson, that's only going to pull more resources away from, you know, where they're probably going to have to generate a lot of their yards in, in addition to Garrett Wilson, which is through the running game and specifically Brees Hall. Um, can we call out and the fact that we need that. to – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. One good thing out of that, like I feel – well, I hope, dare I say, think it's going <laughs> to spell more time on the field for Jeremy Rucker. Uh He is the best blocker of the tight ends. Uh, I think we're going to see C.J. Uzama less time on the field, more uh Conklin and Ruckert who are – much better receiving threats, in my opinion, and much better blockers. And if if I had to shake out the depth chart, CJ would be number three. But I, I really do think it's going to spell more record on the field, uh, essentially as you know that that extra offensive lineman because he's he has been phenomenal blocking this year. Yeah, I think I think you're right. That that makes a ton of sense, and he's you know quite athletic, so he needs to start seeing more time for sure. And um, and yeah, I think that that would only help the offense, right? Uzona is, there was a play there where, right. He, I can't remember exactly what happened, but he, he bit, there was a throw to him that he should have caught and he was just not able to corral it. It was just like, oh God, like, okay, wh- what are we doing at this point? So, so yeah. And I, I love the, um, was it like an end around or a jet sweep? They, or it was a reverse maybe to, um, to Xavier Gibson. Uh, did you oh, catch yeah. that play? That was a great play. Like, so we need to start seeing. Yeah, I was, need to see more of that. Like, how do we get him more involved? Um, and I understand that, you know, sometimes his his play 
uh, is going to be at the expense of someone like Randall Cobb. Um, but uh, they got to find care. ways to don't care, right? <laughs> you got to find don't ways care. to get him on the field more. Um, yeah. So, okay. We're going into the bye. We talked about this from the start. Now, maybe this we didn't get to three and three the way we expected we were going to, Josh, but we're, we're at three and three. When you think about what it's taking to get to this three and three, and you think about what's ahead, like how, how do you feel about you know, kind of the, you know, what's up after the bye, let's say before, you know, between now and Thanksgiving time? Let's not go all the way mm-hmm. to the end of the season. But when you think about, you know, what's coming for this team, uh, I mean, how, how are you feeling about going into the bye three and three? Yeah. I mean, we talked about it preseason. We felt like these first six games, had had the full range of everything from one one and five to five and one, um, and so to be right at three and three um, feels feels like a, a great place to be. Um, the Patriots' loss may haunt us later in the season, and that's going to look worse and worse. I think as the season progresses, um, that's yeah. that's a frustration. Um, but just looking at what's coming up, um, there's a lot of winnable games coming. Um, Giants, Chargers, Raiders, like that should be. That should be at least two wins, um, and maybe honestly three if if we want to get a little bit more bullish um, uh, about where this team is. Yeah, the Bills, I mean, the Chargers defense, um, is, Dolphins, is just, yeah, the Chargers defense is just yeah. trash, right? Like, I mean, they're supposed to be good, totally. but it's been you, really bad. So if you can if you can mm-hmm. stymie their offense with our solid defense, then it puts you in the game for sure. And I don't even think that offense is all that good right now. And so, I mean, if we're able to hold. Um, the Eagles under 20 points. Why can't we hold the Chargers under, under 20 points? Um, so I do feel like, like there, there's some winnable games there. Um, and then Bill's Dolphins going right up until, uh, Black Friday. So that Dolphins game may, may be really, really interesting. Obviously the Bills, um, I think mir- miraculously won with a little help from the refs last night, but, um, those are two <laughs> massive division games. Um, so, you know, if we're staring down that Dolphins game somewhere in the vicinity of, six and four. Um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, feels like a very realistic approach to these next four games could be, could be four and one or three and one. So um, six and four going into, into black Friday um, is that's, that's where I think a good team that just beat the Eagles should be um, a month from now. Yeah. Travis, how are you feeling? So at, at giants, which is effectively a home game, uh, except for the crowd um, chargers at home, at Raiders, at Bills, and then yeah, Black Friday against the Dolphins at home. How are you feeling about that that setup coming out of the bye? Where 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 we eat, where we feast. Um, <laughs> and like Josh said, like this is the these are all winnable games. Um, I'll shift gears back into cynical uh, sad sack Travis, and <laughs> you know I'm I'm my my biggest worry. I I am always freaked out by bye weeks. Um, mm, yeah, especially Rex Ryan would come out of the bye every time yes. and lose every, every time. time. Um, and and this too. is a perfect yep. coupling. Like when we win two in a row, it, it seems like there's never we can never you know string that together to a streak uh, in into three. And that was a a, a a big part of the Rex Ryan era. Um, I I always am scared that the team is going to come out flat, especially coming off such a big win. Um, you know, just just feeling a little too full of themselves. It feels like we always have a crash back down to earth right after a bye or right after a big win. 
And, you know, that, that really does, you know, there, there's that voice in the back of my head talking about that, but on the flip side, happy non-sad sack Travis really likes the way the locker room. We just call him happy, happy sack Travis. Happy sack Travis. Sounds too much like hacky sack. Hacky sack, yeah. yeah. Hacky sack, like Travis. Or hack and sack. Like, both suck. Did you ever play hacky sack? <laughs> I uh, tried. My I didn't want to be good at it. I played, yeah. but yeah. I did not want to get good at it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That's correct. My brother was decision. quite good at it, and I was not. Yeah, I, I decided to not even attempt this. Like, I was not going to be the guy. I, I'm no I'm no Wayne McAdang-Dang Jr. from uh, Community, if you remember. <laughs> I uh, oh yeah, I hold hacky sack with the same contempt I hold ska music and uh, oh. any form of, of prestidigitarian illusions. No juggling. I'm, I would rather my child marry a juggalo than marry a juggler. Dark carnival souls, baby. All right, yeah, I'm going to bring it back around. Say, yeah, bring it back around. I love the locker room. I really feel like uh, these guys aren't going to let each other down. I, I think that we are. I, I really do feel like we're going to come out a little flat, but uh, against the Giants, that's a winnable game, very winnable game. And you know, in town rival, they're going to, they're yeah. they're going to, they're they're going to roll through it. Um, there might be yeah. some hiccups in that one, but I really think that we're going to get on a roll. And that Miami game is has scared me from day one. Since they got Vic Fangio, I was damn. I mean, um, it's going to be a good one. But I, I think we can get on a roll here. Yeah, I, I I hope so too. And I mean, I don't know if you saw the comments. I think it was Tony Tony Adams uh, was talking to the Jets reporter after the game. Uh, if, you, if you can find it, definitely find it. And I mean, just to see, you know, Tony Adams is a good player, solid player, right? Like had a great game, but like. You know, he he they, he was asked about you know what was it like to play in this game with um you know with the guys out and he's like he basically was just like man we got business to take care of. like doesn't matter who's mm-hmm. in who's out we got business to take care of we're taking care of business and so <laughs> yeah Michael wow. Carter went out there and was like like guys like I don't know what this whole thing is about like us like we're we're good Michael Carter too not yeah. uh not running back, but uh not stone hands like right all like spoke to us again like we knew what we were doing and and we're we're pretty good at what we, we do too like we might not be soft we might not be dj but we're gonna get the fucking job done and that's exactly what they did yeah i love it um because you mentioned carter that makes me ask a question when do we see is he a band of canada when does when, when did they mm. unleash the crack and that is is he a band of canada does that happen i guess that happen? yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> We need to see him. him. Like, I I just want proof of life. I want proof of life from the Abanacanda family um, that he's actually like, he's, he's alive. It doesn't, it's, 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 I mean, we could do a whole conversation maybe another time on just the roller coaster of this running back room this season. Um, It has been strange um, to see how things have have shaken out. Felt like Michael Carter was toast. Um, and then he's kind of adopted the Dalvin Cook role. Um, it felt like we were going to see a Bonaconda as kind of mini Brees, and he can't seem to get on the field. So it's just fascinating to see, um, even after six weeks, where that room is at. Michael Carter re-earning some trust and, and some playing time while mm-hmm. Izzy is off to the side waiting um, like a caged yeah. animal waiting to be let out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I hope so. Um, all right. I got to run. I got a crazy day. Um, any last thoughts before we go into the bye here? Um, we'll try and figure out something to fill the time next week, or we can talk about that upcoming Giants game because like that, 
does have a trap written all over it. Um, you mm-hmm. know, away quote unquote away game at home. Um, you know, they almost beat the Bills, you know, to the very last play of the game against the Bills on Sunday night. Like this team, yes, they're not good. Yes, they definitely stink. The the Giants stink out loud, but um, Oh, I thought you were gonna say the Bills stink. I'm I'm off the oh, Bills. They both as a good team. I think they're yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, I don't think the Bills are that great. Yeah, I mean, clearly, clearly, you know, they're they're and the Giants. I mean, they're better with Tyrod Taylor, but they're still, you know, I I still wouldn't say they're buttered bread. I would go with Dalvin Cook toast on that one. Yeah, so we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about that next week. But um, yeah, so thanks everybody for listening. Enjoy this win. You know, there's so few games. I was saying before we started taping, like there are so few games where the Jets get a team that's a great team like this, and they take them to the wire like the Jets did. Um, and they actually come out. And and I think the crazy thing is this wasn't even their best game, right? Like Zach Wilson had zero touchdowns. Um, you know, the, they they really struggled, uh, you know, w- with some of the offensive elements of the game. Obviously, the line was trouble. I think the defense played great ball, but I s- certainly think they struggled to get to Jalen Hurts at times. They, they corralled him or they pushed him or they herded him around the field, but they didn't necessarily get to him. Um, so... It, you know, th- there's still lots of room for improvement. They, there was lots of times where they let up yards and then, you know, got bailed out by a, uh, by a turnover, which is, Hey, that's fine. But, but like this team is, we did not see their best game and they beat an undefeated Eagles team. So this to me is exciting. Um, so yeah, everybody rest up, enjoy, have a great bye week. We will see you next week and uh, go jets. And we'll talk to you next week.